TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back in, 92.9 The Game tonight here live from the Kia Studios. One of the top 67 songs from our next guest, Joe Patrick, who joins me now on his WadeFord.com hotline, has one playlist, 67 songs. If he were to run a marathon, he'd have to start the playlist over and over and over again. (laughs) Joe, what's going on, Uh, brother? Uh, it's going well. I, I actually really enjoy all this bumper music that I'm getting when I come on. You know, it sounds, it sounds so familiar. So thank you to Oren for uh, queuing that up. Well, uh, we have about uh, one year's worth of songs, assuming you're on <laughs> once a week, and then we're going to have to refresh a, a little bit. Joe, I got a lot of interesting stuff here. I'm, I'm yeah. going to work with what we've been talking about today on the show first, and, and that is whatever your primary preference is for quarterback, whether it's Russell Wilson Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields, uh, one of the top three quarterbacks in the draft. You don't have control over any of that. Someone else has to work your way, and cards have to fall in your favor. If they don't, if all of those primary preferences are off the table, what would you feel comfortable doing as a plan B? Come on down, Jacoby Brissett. You're next on. <laughs> I mean, listen. So, like for me, like this is obviously the uh, the preferences are going to change for everybody. Um, and for me, Kirk Cousins is the number one option. I would say then that the trade for Justin Fields would be number two. And and I do find it interesting, Abe, that I feel like with the, those two, it's like I feel like a lot of people. If they're a Kirk Cousins person, they're like, you know, totally anti the, the, the Fields uh, way. And vice versa. If, if you're kind of more of a Fields guy, you're totally against um, the Cousins option, which to me, it's like, it seems pretty obvious that those are the two best solutions for the Falcons to go down. But, but like you said, those two options could very well kind of fall by the wayside. Kirk Cousins is going to opt to stay in Minnesota. You know, there are going to be many teams that are trying to make deals for Justin Fields, whether that's the Steelers, the Raiders, um, maybe even the Patriots, if they opt not to you go, uh, you know, go with the quarterback with their with their number three pick. Um, and then, I mean, it gets really difficult after that. Is is Baker Mayfield available in this situation? Probably not. Um, I guess you just 
you know, you draft a quarterback that you have the most faith in. I would honestly like consider, I would, I would almost consider trading down uh, out of that eighth pick if you're not landing one of these quarterbacks. Cause I do feel like if that comes to pass, then um, I think the expectations and uh, it really change for what this team can be roster wise. And maybe you start to kind of, change the way you think about the timeline uh, that this team is on. Joe Patrick. I didn't really give you an answer there. No, no. We've got, we trust me, we've gone all over the place, including their plan B should just be let Desmond Ritter get after it. So I, I, I'm, uh-huh. I'm open to anything at this point. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so it was announced today by the Los Angeles Rams, and I want to gauge your interest in this. It feels like it would make a lot of sense. I've been saying for a couple of weeks, if you're going to upgrade on along the offensive line, the place to do it is probably at center. And the Rams are releasing Brian Allen. Considering he's been under and with Raheem Morris and Zach Robinson, uh, the offense that is probably going to be similar to what he was running in Los Angeles, how serious a look do you think they'll take at maybe bringing him in and increasing the depth there on the offensive line, maybe pushing Drew Dahlman, um, you know, to a backup? Yeah, it's really tough to tell for me, Abe, because I'm just less familiar with this new coaching staff and what they would prefer if the previous coaching staff were still in place, I, I and again, like obviously the Rams aspect you know, plays into it and the fact that that is where the new coaching staff comes from. Um, but just in general about the center position, I don't think that the past regime would have been looking to upgrade center. Um, I think it is an underplayed uh, position of importance for football teams in general. I think it's no surprise that when you look at some of the best teams, obviously, you know, they have quarterbacks and such, but, a lot of them have really good centers, too. If you look at the Lions with Frank Ragnow, if you look at the Creed Humphrey with the Chiefs, like a lot of them have really good ones. And, and when the Falcons were at their best offensively in that mid-2010s, it was Alex Mack, you know, holding down the line and really kind of being the leader on that front. But, you know, I just kind of generally shy away. I was talking with Chris Thomas about this on his show, uh, you know, a few weeks ago. And the way I see it is just that there's too many needs for this team uh, for them to really, to me, it would be kind of a luxury basically to um, <clears throat> go for a new center, considering the fact that you've got a, a really cheap one in Drew Dahlman, who does a, a serviceable job for you. I think there are major questions about him in pass protection, but he's, you know, by the numbers, uh, you know, one of the best in run blocking in the NFL. I do think that his size is a little bit undersized, in my opinion, for like a modern day center. And I think that the team struggled in some goal line situations because of that. Um, And I would say just just generally on their offensive line, they're kind of lighter and more athletic group. And that kind of hurts them when they're in some of these, like, you know, first and goal from the one or or goal to go from the one or two. Uh, And that's why you saw them do a lot of kind of read zones with Desmond Ritter kind of getting it on the edge. Um, Just generally speaking, though, I know that there's been issues with Dahlman with the snapping but ultimately, they've got a decent one there. He's got at least strength to his game that you can lean on. And I think also that something that comes into play here is, you know, Ryan Newell is, is a pretty good backup. I, I know the previous coaching staff really likes him, and you've got the same offensive line coach who's helped develop these guys. So ultimately, I do think it is a position that you could consider, but just in this particular offseason, especially if you're considering, you know, giving a really big contract out to a quarterback, if that's Kirk Cousins, um, you've got other draft needs. I just don't think it's one they really can prioritize over some other positions that they're really going to have to 
focus on. And, and generally, I would agree with you in regards to it's not a high priority. It, it, to me, the only, the only aspect of this is that it kind of falls in your lap from the perspective of he is familiar with Zach Robinson's offense or assuming it's going to be similar to Sean McVay's. Yep. And that's why it was maybe a little more intriguing than just Definitely. let's look to upgrade generally. It was just that this guy uh, kind of probably can help speed up things for what could be a young quarterback, what could be, uh, you know, Matthew Bergeron still young and, and you know, the, the rest of the line, you know how that goes. So, yeah, uh, no doubt, no doubt. Joe Patrick joining us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. Who are the Falcons more likely to get into a bidding war for, Kirk Cousins or Justin Fields? Mm, into a bidding war. I think that uh, <clears throat> I, I, I think that the more likely bidding war would happen with Justin Fields. I, from what I understand, and this is just me just kind of listening to a lot of interviews and a lot of interviews with people who have interviewed Kirk Cousins or people who are local reporters up there in Minnesota, it doesn't seem to me like there's going to be a ton of suitors for him. And it seems to me like it's either going to be Minnesota or Atlanta. And it's not even really going to be a, a bidding war as much as it will be, you know, just basically what, who, you know, who Cousins decides he wants to play for. And when I say that, I don't just mean the team overall. I mean, specifically the coach, the owner, you know, I think all these things he really takes into, into account with this potentially being the last stop of his NFL journey. So I don't think there's going to be a huge bidding war there. I, I could see a bidding war developing for a player like Justin Fields. And I think for the, the reason being is the reason why a lot of Falcons fans here are, you know, uh, appro approving of the Falcons kind of entering into that bidding war because there is a lot of intriguing things that he brings to the table in terms of his tools. And the fact that, you know, the starting price isn't a ton, you know, it, it, it's, it's reasonable, I think, to, to want to, you know, say, okay, the starting price is kind of a second round pick and let's kind of see what teams do. I almost feel like the way that his price has been floated out his price being like his trade cost, um, it, it was kind of at a low enough amount that you kind of tempt people to start trying to up that ante. So, you know, maybe a team throws in uh, a fourth round pick on top of the second rounder, and then maybe a team wants to go a second and a third. I could really see that kind of developing. And if Kirk Cousins does end up re-signing with Minnesota, then, you know, I could definitely see the Falcons kind of getting in on that action uh, because they're going to be desperate at that point to get somebody in. Joe Patrick joining us here, 929 The Game, Atlanta Falcons reporter. Joe, there's a couple of Falcons that could be headed to free agency as well. Out of that group, is there any uh, one or two in particular you think the team will fight hardest to bring back? Well, I'm sure they would love to bring back Calais Campbell. I think that he's the one who, like, you know, really did the most for the team last year and not just on the field with his production, which I think was above and beyond what anybody would have reasonably expected of him. Um, despite the fact that he's had such a stellar career, I think everybody just understands that with age, you're going to get some deterioration. And I'm not saying that he was like a, a pro bowler or anything, but he was really solid out there for the team. But ultimately, I just don't see it, honestly. I think that if the coaching staff stayed in place from last season, then he he would strongly, you would have a much stronger chance, I'll say. He really has a connection with Ryan Nielsen, it, it feels like to me. And the fact that Ryan Nielsen goes to Jacksonville, a place where Clay Campbell has played before, I think that makes that locate that destination, uh, uh, you know, kind of a above Atlanta at this point. And that's not to say that he's definitely going to go to Jacksonville. He could very well go to more of a immediate Super Bowl contender. But if he's not going to go to one of those contenders, it seems to me like Jacksonville is really the place for him to go. Um, as for some of the other guys, 
you know, it, I don't know if I see a lot of them coming back, honestly, now that I think about it. Like, you know, Jeff Okuda was obviously the one who I think a lot of fans were really kind of thinking did have a chance to stick around long term. But we really saw him kind of fall off in the second half of last season. And I thought it was intriguing that the fact that he basically lost his job to a rookie who the, the previous coaching staff wanted to get a better look at in Clark Phillips the third. And so um, I, I kind of feel like the team has kind of moved past him at this point. And uh, I'm just trying to think if there's any other big ones, like, you know, guys like Bud Dupree, John, who's, or I'm sorry, not John Smith, um, uh, the, the wide receiver who never wears shoes. And now his name is slipping Matt my Collins. mind. But, uh, Matt Collins. Yeah, these, these are just guys to me that I feel like are interchangeable and that there's not going to be some sort of, um, you know, desperate need by the Falcons to kind of go back in for them. So one name, I was waiting to see if you got to it. You threw as many out there as you could, and you, you skipped one. Um, what about Cordero Patterson? Ooh, yeah. yeah. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I I actually don't think so. I, I think the Falcons are – would be willing to move on from him. You know, I think that they really appreciate the the years that they got from him. Obviously a fan favorite, but, you know, I do just wonder if, you know, some of the, you know, he's a CPCP and he's going to kind of, you know, uh, say things on social media if he's feeling a certain type of way, which is totally his right to do. And actually I think people, the fans really kind of appreciate that about him, but I don't know if the team loves it as much. And I, and I think that they might feel like it's, time to um, kind of go in a different direction that he kind of bridged the gap really well for them at that position. But I don't see him as being so central to what this team is trying to do offensively that they're going to kind of bend over backwards to, to bring him back. And I'll be interested, frankly, to see if he follows Arthur Smith to, to Pittsburgh, because Pittsburgh's always been kind of known for, you know, having these tough sledding running backs. And I think CP, you know, Arthur Smith always said he's kind of the, the last mile delivery guy who can uh, just plow over defenders in some of these power yardage situations. So um, I don't think he comes back to Atlanta though. Sadly enough, I'll miss him. Uh, he was great with media. Yeah. And, and CP going to Pittsburgh would be interesting. They already have two guys there, obviously in Najee yeah. and Warren. And you know, there were well, some instances where it seemed a little able. dicey between him and Arthur Smith. Yeah. 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 I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, he definitely wanted to be used more, I think last year, but uh, like, I'm curious on your thoughts of like how like to me he seems like he's going to get a bit part role uh, in the NFL. Like I don't see him being, and I don't know if you would want maybe not bit part. Maybe that's playing it down a little bit too much. But the way I see him fitting in the NFL at this point in his career is as kind of like a third running back who's used in some specific situations, whether it's at the goal line or maybe you want to use him um, with some passing, you know, in the passing game with some certain personnel. I think I don't his see contract... him getting like a like a like a like a starting running back or even like a major platoon guy. Yeah, I, I think if he were willing to accept like a six and a half million dollar deal, I would I would bring him back. Yeah. yeah. That, I wouldn't be opposed to him. But I, let me say this just personally, I wouldn't be opposed to it at all. Cause I think he has a lot of value. And I actually, you know, it's so funny. There was all these conversations last year about underutilized players. I thought he was the most underutilized uh, Falcons running back last yeah. year. Just I, I thought that they could have given him the ball more in some of those short yarded situations. Final question here, Joe. Um, let's say that the, the top, uh, the primary preference, Plan A, above all else, is to trade for Justin Fields. It, it, what do you think is the timeline for that? What, what do you think is is the best opportunity to get that done? Are we looking at you know in a couple of days or a couple of weeks when we got the combine? Are you looking at before the draft, before free agency, after free agency, after the draft? 
What are you looking at as the most opportune time for that to actually take place? If well, it is the primary happens. objective. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think it happens before the draft just because, you know, the picks are, you know, what, what Chicago kind of wants out of it. Um, and they're going to want that going into the draft. And I think that if you're the Falcons, too, or any team, you kind of want to know what, like, big piece you have in place at that position before you go in so that then you can draft with that personnel in mind. The the timeline I see for it, uh, see it, is, um, you know, probably – like, you know, before the draft, like, like uh, a couple weeks before the draft, a week before the draft, something like that. That's kind of the timeline I see with it. I, I do wonder how, I, you know, it's a good question. Abe, I hadn't really thought about it too deeply, but um, I think that teams are going to try to, you know, shoot their shots in free agency, see what happens there. I do wonder if, um, you know, that probably helps the Bears. If you're the Bears, you probably want free agency to, to, to transpire and then see which teams are really desperate for a quarterback. And that might be when you have the, the maximum amount of leverage ahead of the draft uh, to be able to deal him for the most value you can get. Yeah, I just wonder if there's a risk of letting free agency play out and like, oops, the Falcons signed Baker yeah. Mayfield, and oops, the Raiders did the I, – I, I think you can also that – can, that can backfire as well. Yeah. Uh, Joe, okay. appreciate your time as always. We'll have you on tomorrow. Yeah. At 120 with Andy and Randy, let this serve as your official reminder, all right? <laughs> all right. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for that, Abe. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Joe. We'll chat tomorrow there. Joe Patrick on the waitboard.com hotline. Got another discussion I'm interested in hearing some opinions on in our next segment on 92.9 The Game tonight. EA Sports obviously announced college football 2025, and they had a little teaser trailer pop off, and they said they would have more information out in March, or was it May? Whenever it was. One of those months to start with an M. Um, but I want to jump the gun, and I want to get something settled uh, before it gets ruined by a leak or something like that. Who should be on the cover? EA Sports College Football 2025. Who do you think should be on the cover? 404-726-0929. I got a couple of suggestions, a couple of options. You probably have a couple more, so feel free to join us. On the phones or on Twitter slash X, 404-726-0929. It's Abe Gordon coming to you live from the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back in 92.9 The Game tonight here on a Wednesday evening, almost halfway through the show tonight. We're taking you up to 10 o'clock here and got an interesting discussion here. Got a couple ones later in the show as well. Start to gather your PM power rankings. Here are the two topics. We're going to break mine down next segment, but our top top five sports topic was uh, top Atlanta one-year wonders. I have an interesting group there. And then uh, the non-sports topic today was favorite X-Men. And when we wrap up the PM Power Rankings next segment, uh, Oren will give me my topics for the next rendition. So we'll dive into that. We'll get to it in a little bit. Uh, Also coming up, we'll we'll hear from Quinn Snyder in the 9 o'clock hour. He spoke with the Steakhouse this morning. Interesting comments on what he's looking for the last 26 or 27 games of the season, whatever the number is. That remains. I keep forgetting what the uh, actual number is. I think it's 27. I, 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 I've I seen it elsewhere as 26, and I think they're wrong, and it got published, and so I don't want to, you know, whatever. But um, right now, I, I want to talk about, uh, look, EA Sports College Football 2024, and everyone's gotten excited about it, and they're going to do a lot more. There's going to be a lot more reveals. There's going to be a lot more teasers and trailers and all that stuff, and that's all good and well but the one thing I really want to know because I'm not going to play the game for being honest I don't have a I don't have a platform in which to play it I don't have an Xbox or PlayStation I don't have a gaming computer anymore so I'm not going to play the game but I am interested in who they're going to put on the cover of EA Sports College Football and I think there's a couple of options some are probably better than others I also want to hear who you think should be the cover art or athlete, whatever you want it to be called, uh, for the EA Sports College football game. The guy that makes the most sense to me is Nick Saban. I don't know what sort of posture you would have him in, but that's the guy I would have. Last chance to get him on. He just retired. That's the guy I would have on. But I don't think he's the only strong option. 404-726-0929. We do have time for a couple of calls on this as well. Who would you put on the cover of the EA Sports College video game? A couple of other thoughts from me. If you don't want to specify like an individual, because there's still a little bit unknown about how it would work NIL-wise if you put a current athlete on there, there's a couple of options, right? Would you post, like, some sort of odd collage of all the past covers? You get Tim Tebow out there, and I don't remember who else was on it. Reggie Bush. I don't remember who was on these things. Um, But you do a collage of some sort. Would you combine live mascots? You got Bevo over there. You got Ugga. You got Mike the Tiger. You got the UNC Ram. A lot of people are shouting for a combo cover. How about Deion Sanders along with Shador? How about Kirby Smart and Carson Beck? Who would you put on the cover of college football, the new EA Sports video game? We start 
all with Sean. What's going on, Sean? Hey, hello again. Um, I'm going to try to run through these real quick. If you go with the coach, I think it's a no-brainer. It's got to be Nick Saban just out of respect. Um, I know a lot of people will call for Coach Prime because he did bring a lot of excitement and brought ratings up to the game, but ultimately they didn't even make a bowl game. So I, I got to go with the, the proven winner. Got to go with the legend. If you decide to go with a player, I think you either got to go with your Heisman winner, Jaden Daniels, or you pay respect to the national champs. And, and when you first think – the first thing you think about when you think about Michigan was their defense, I put their entire starting defense on the cover. I appreciate that, Sean. Interesting take he's going with representing last year. But, again, because of NIL, there is an opportunity in theory to represent the current crop of players. Uh, Carson Beck, uh, Jalen Milrow, uh, Quinn Ewers. Uh, you, you can run through whoever whoever you think is relevant to that discussion could be on the cover. Again, I think it does get tricky, but I'm sure they'd figure that out if that is the plan. Again, I would go Nick Saban. Who would you put on the cover of the new EA Sports College football video game? Lucas has an idea as well. What's going on, Lucas? Hey, good evening. Appreciate you taking my call. This would be the perfect marketing ploy for college football to dedicate the season to the fans. Um, reach out to like all the social media platforms that the college football teams are incorporated with. Have them do a poll for like who's the best uh, player to come out of that uh, that school, and then from that point have the fans vote on that, and then go online and be able to pick your school's cover. How great would that be? So you want different you know, options? Like you want different cover Absolutely. options? Absolutely. Do they all even? If I go Colorado, hey Cordell Stewart, why not? Um, if I go USC, if they say Caleb Williams, if he's the winner, and I, um, you know, want to, you know, pick him or get that USC cover, why not? This would be the season of the fans. You know, we've been clamoring for this game for years now. It's finally back, so give it to the fans. Let them go back and customize their own covers. Um, do like a vote and have them have unique colleges for each cover. Interesting. I appreciate the call, Lucas. I don't know how much. Extra cost that would detail. Oren, you 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 have a system of some sort, maybe. I think don't you have a do you have a gaming system? You have something. I have several. Yes. So I I just realized as Lucas was going through his answer, maybe this is a dumb question. Is it even going to have a cover? Yes, of course. Like, they, do they still sell physical copies, or is everything just done? You buy it on the the store; no. it comes right to your. No, you buy physical. So I, you, they are sell, so they will have a cover. Yeah, I have physical copies of. Games I kind of panicked yeah. midway through. I'm like, maybe he's right. They can just. It's a big deal now too, because what you end up doing is you pay extra and you get the limited edition Whatever. or the special, like Madden had the sucker's covers. edition cover. Yeah, I got it. Cool Good to have it. Yeah. The the other option, uh, another option. Yeah. Well. Another option could be, could they somehow come up with the list of guys that would have been on the cover had they been making games and and find a way to represent those guys? Um, you know, Joe Burrow probably would have been on a cover. Justin Fields maybe would have been on a cover. And, and kind of go back through the realm of the last couple of years. Who Who was deprived the opportunity of being on a cover? Could they get on a, a, a combined cover, something like that. Uh, Cornell has got some suggestions as well. What's going on, Cornell? Who would you put on the cover? Hey, guys, how you doing? Great show. Uh, I agree with what you said as well as uh, as far as Nick Saban, but as far as on the cover, I think that you should have something that's, let's say, something that's the present and something that's the past or something that's the 
the pass in the past. Take, for instance, if I got Dabo Sweeney on the cover, next to him maybe uh, Trevor Lawrence or a, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson. If I got uh, Tim Tebow, maybe I have Steve Spurrier on, on the cover. Or if I got uh, Deion Sanders, maybe like the guy said, a Cordell Stewart. Or, or if I have a Lou Holtz, or if I have a Jim Harbaugh, maybe I got um, the Heisman Trophy and a Desmond Howard beside him. Something that's like both of them, you got the past meeting the future, the future meeting the past one or the other. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I, again, I, I I do wonder if, and we've had a couple calls, Cornell, the latest of this, I do wonder if they shy away from an individual athlete or character on the cover and and do go with some sort of mass, um, multiple, multiple athletes. Even if it's just mascots, uh, even if it's live mascots, like I said, even if it's a collage of previous, I, I do wonder if instead of doing a, a singular individual piece of art, uh, if they try and represent more schools in some manner. Jay is in Atlanta. What's going on, Jay? Nothing much, man. How you doing? Doing good, man. Who would you put on the cover? Um, I, was, I was thinking kind of along the lines of, of what you just said, you know, do a, a bunch of different covers of, of former or, or past Heisman Trophy winners you know, with some different covers. or do like a, a collage of, of Heisman winners from, you know, from the past through – this year, you know, just do do some some different covers and give people a, an opportunity to to kind of show their you know make make a choice, I guess. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Jay. It, it will be interesting, and, and I do wonder, boy, the backlash. You know, I'm just thinking this through too. Like, there's going to be massive backlash depending on who's on it. Like, I, the safest is probably Nick Saban. Like, that's probably the safest person to put on there. I, I think everyone would understand. Like, we've seen, like, hey, how about Dion and Shador and Travis Hunter? Like, throw a trio of Colorado ball. I, I Boy, the backlash of that, I, I think you'd hear it. And I don't know if there's any individual player this year. Like, last year, it would have made sense, right? You just throw Caleb Williams on there. He's the Heisman Trophy winner. He's returning to the game. He makes sense. I don't know if there is, like, one individual player right now that kind of overrides all the others. I'm trying to think. Like, did anyone come? I mean, there are people who came back that maybe we didn't expect to, something like that. But, like, if Marvin Harrison Jr., I know we kind of jokingly teased, like, he would come back. Like, if Marvin Harrison Jr. had come back, that would be the guy. But I, I don't think there's anyone – I mean, you just look at the Heisman favorites, right? The Jalen Milrose, the Carson Becks of the world, Will Howard, now that he's a, a Buckeyes, is kind of around that list. Quinn Ewers, maybe. You, you know, you're representing Texas. Maybe you go with Quinn Ewers. I think they try and find a way to represent multiple schools. Don't I just do don't the, think an individual, unless it's Saban, I don't think they're going with an individual person. Don't they do the magazines like, I know, Athlon and sometimes uh, Feel Still? Regional stuff. Other regional covers, yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't think that's how this is going to play out. I, I, I just, I feel like they need one big release of a cover that they have to get right. And uh, unless they do go with, Unless they do go with Saban, I, I don't know. It'll be really interesting. Uh, let's keep things moving here. We got a couple more phone calls uh, that we're going to try and get to. We'll get to one now and then a couple on the other side. Uh, Wayne is out there riding around town. What's going on, Wayne? Hey, how you doing, sir? 
Doing all right, man. Who would you put on the cover? I would put, you know, do it like Matten. I would put Michigan coach on there, the one that uh, replaced Harbaugh when he was out because he, he had winning formula, so that helped them get the national championship. All right, so you will go with Sharon Moore. Appreciate the call. It, you know, I was thinking about that. Like, you can't just put – it'd be weird for – why would it be weird to put Harbaugh on there but not weird to put Saban? Neither one is, is currently in the game, um, but obviously for di- different circumstances. Coach love you, man. We do. We love you, Harbaugh. Appreciate the uh, job opportunity. All right, we're going to take a couple more calls on the other side, but we also will get to the PM Power Rankings. That's what's coming up here in about four minutes on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. PM Power Rankings coming up in just a moment here on 92.9 The Game tonight. Welcome back in. Abe Gordon here taking you to 10 o'clock. I got Oren Romain here as well. He's about to judge each of my selections in the PM Power Rankings. But before we do that, want to get to Chris and Rumil who've been hanging on. Let's start with Rumil in Brooks County chatting about the EA Sports College Football video game. And who might grace the cover? Rumil, who would you put on there, brother? What's up, boss? If I had to just put just the coach, I'd be like, you'll pick Nick Saban on there. But I would choose to pick uh, the college game day crew. Like put a couple of witty signs behind us showing homage to some of the old older uh, players from from the past and stuff, and showing like homage to some of the uh, like a uh, Nick Saban or something. I do something like that. Yeah, I appreciate that. They probably can't do that specifically because of the ESPN tie-ins and the, and the licensing and all that stuff. But there might be a way to make that work with with something nondescript. Kind of looks like Fox Big Noon kickoff. Kind of looks like game day, and, and they figure it out from there. Uh, one more call on this before we get to the PM Power Rankings. We go to Chris. What's going on, Chris? Yes, sir. I would think this is the year we need to make it real. Let's just put a big old roll of $100 bills with a football helmet on it that says ESPN. Tuck a football under his arm, have him run down the field with just a wake of would-be tacklers diving behind him with jerseys on from all the different conferences that have been destroyed. We could do that. Uh, again, I don't think the licensing with ESPN is probably ice cream. It. I thought he was going to – I thought he was making a Bagman joke at first. I thought he was like, let's just have a bag man with $100 oh, bills. Bag man will be in the game, I guarantee Let's just have some yes. nondescript car dealership along with, uh, you know, some of the other NIL deals that these players seem to fancy. Um, but, yeah, 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 anyways. Um, all right, let's get to it. Uh, it is time right now, and we will introduce the topics. We'll go through the list and then get you some new topics for the next edition. But it is time for the PM Power Ranks. It's time for the PM Power Rankings on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. All right, so we're going to work backwards, forwards on this one because I think the sports category, the sports topic is more interesting than the non-sports topic today. Sometimes we'll do it sports first and then non-sports. We're going to flip that today. The, The topic I was given here on the PM Power Rankings, and I have scheduled a tweet that should go live in a little bit because it's been a nightmare trying to actually type these out on my phone. Uh, so you'll see the full list online in a moment. But favorite X-Men was my non-sports topic. And so, Oren, after each one, I will I will give you an opportunity to respond. Um, and, and I'll start by saying this. I, I'm not like the biggest X-Men fan in the world. I was always going to stick to the common ones, the, the, the familiar ones. 
I'm not going into someone who made like two appearances in episode 49 and 50, and that was that. Um, and so you just got to have to deal with that, uh, you know. But um, I had to mention Storm. I have Storm at number five. Storm's powers are the goofiest of all superheroes. It's so funny. And her powers are really cool. There's some some worse powers out there. Like Jubilee just kind of shoots yeah, I don't fire know who that is. Don't care. Um, it's just, it's so goofy, like the level of villains that they're fighting. And then it's just like tornado, lightning strike. Yeah. She controls the weather, it's man. It's pretty goofy. It's pretty goofy. But I do love Storm. Uh, number four, Juggernaut. I don't know, big and strong. It's cool. So you're doing villains. Uh, it's just X Men characters. Okay, I, mutants, I don't think it yes. was just X. Oh, you know what? That was a good question. I, you know, I didn't specify with Dom. I presumed him to mean characters in the X Men universe, if you will, um, not just like of the X Men. So I kind of went that route. Okay. Uh, number three, portrayed, I, I think beautifully by Jennifer Lawrence. We'll go with uh, Mystique. Any thoughts there? Cool with Mystique. Mystique was okay. Uh, number two, uh, an apparent love interest of Mystique, at least in the, the X-Men first class grouping. Uh, Beast. I don't know. I do like Beast. Yeah. Beast is one of my favorite X-Men. And then, like, number one, there can only be one, one, one number one. There, there can only be one X-Men at the top of your list. And I'll be honest, if – I don't know. Like, I, I guess for everyone else has their own list. Like, if you want to go, like, Magneto or Charles Xavier, like, you do you. But, like, it's Wolverine, man. He's got all the cool stuff. Ability to heal, the claws that come out, strength. So, if you're doing. Sideburns. Yeah, the sideburns. Sideburns yeah. are cool. Smokes and the cigars, yeah. Hugh Jackman, yeah. The one-liners. Uh, if you're doing sort of the pantheon of. I'm not. You're not, but just to give you kind of heads up. The pantheon of, I guess, superheroes, Marvel or DC, you can only put four of them on the Mount Rushmore, Wolverine goes up there. He's up there with Batman and Superman and then also Spider-Man and then Wolverine. Those are your four. So, yes, Wolverine is the most important one. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I just, like, again, Magneto and Charles Xavier are cool. But I maybe like, would have thrown Magneto on as opposed to – If, I, if you ask – but here's the thing, like – I'm taking this kind of from the perspective of if I could be one of or any of the X-Men, which would I be? It would definitely – like, who's not saying Wolverine? Probably nobody. I hope nobody. Like, it's Wolverine. And so that's my list for X-Men. Now we get here on the PM Power Rankings to the real interesting one. And this is an outstanding sports topic that I had to do a little bit of work on. I had to think uh, a little bit. Um and the one that Dom gave me for today is top Atlanta sports one-year wonders. Okay. And so I've got my list. We'll get some thoughts on this. Again, it is the PM Power Rankings here on 92.9 The Game tonight. Uh, every time I host it, I know uh, Chris sometimes hosts, and you'll have Chris certainly tomorrow night uh, rocking through it with uh, a bunch of great Falcons content, some good guests as well. Anytime I'm hosting 92.9 The Game tonight, we'll try and get – a version of the PM Power Rankings. And uh, so we do, as you just heard, one non-sports topic and one sports topic. And right now, my sports topic, after doing the non-sports topic of uh, Favorite X-Men, my sports topic. Top Atlanta sports, one-year wonders. We go from five down to one. And, and uh, you know, this one, 
I was trying to figure out like how I wanted to rank them. Were they my favorites? Were is it significance and importance? And so I kind of combined that a little bit. And the number, the answer for number five turned into kind of jokey, like kind yes. of let us play a game with this one. Uh, but at number five, we have a three-way tie between. Um, and I'm sure there are other guys that could like we could have gone with like the guys who were drafted here that never played. Like a Luka Doncic, uh, stuff Paul like Gasol. that. Paul Gasol, exactly. Uh, I went with guys that actually had a jersey made. Rajon Rondo. Yeah, sure. Um, I went with Carmelo Anthony, Rasheed Wallace, and Rudy Gay. Three-way tie for fifth place. Famous Hawks. Famous Hawks. Famous uh, Rasheed Hawks. actually did Rasheed take the court. The, yeah, 20 he points, game, 12 yeah. boards. We all know. Uh, and then he got sent out after one game. But, uh, okay, now the realist starts at four. And I'll be honest, it was tough for me to come up with a list of, like, one year. Because there are a lot of guys I was trying to think. A lot of them did have more than one season uh, with the team. So, I was trying to think of it from that aspect. But okay. at number four for me, Dwight Freeney in 2016. Look, he, he didn't have the biggest season of all time. Three sacks, but he did kind of. Help anchor a, a young defense on the way to a Super Bowl. Had first. a sack in the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, too. So I'll go Dwight Freeney there at uh, number four. Okay. At number three, and technically he was a little bit over one year. Okay. He was I, I, not much. It was a little overlap, maybe like 13 months, but I'm putting him on my list anyways. Bob Wickman traded in June or July of 06 was cut in 07 after complaining about being used in a non-save situation. But in between that time, 38 saves and a 2.84 ERA. And I don't know if you remember him as closer. I remember Bob Wickman and the fact that he was humongous. He's a big dude. He was a big, big man. And so I'll go Bob Wickman, number three, right there. Okay. Number two. Interesting with this one because I got some perspective on on that as well. For number two? Number two. Now, yes. I got clarification. I asked yesterday. Uh, Sonny was running the board for me. I asked Sonny, hey, you know how we like to do it here in Atlanta sports, right? We, we're going to include Athens. Is, are we including Athens? He said, yeah, let, let's include it. And so on my list goes number two, Anthony Edwards. From the 2019-2020 college basketball season, four-time SEC Freshman of the Week and the number one overall pick. He's my number two of the Atlanta sports one-year wonders. Okay. What, what, I thought you were going to say something. No, it just – the one-year wonder perspective for me is a little bit different, I think, because – I mean, Stephon Marbury took uh, took Tech to a, what a Sweet Sixteen his first year, his his one and only year here. So I took it. Yeah, I I definitely didn't want to go like guys that had one big year. Yeah, I definitely was taking it from guys that were only here a year. Stephon was only there one year. I know, too, but yeah. he's not on my list. So okay. what are you gonna do? I I can't argue. I mean, it's your list. It's my list. Yes. Not Stephon Marbury. Um, and number one, I actually think I got this right. If we're being honest. Like, if you really went through the history of Atlanta sports and guys that played in this town for one season and one season only, you combine maybe their impact on the field with 
how quickly or how much of a fan favorite they became off the field, there was only one choice to be number one on this list. My number one, Atlanta sports, one-year wonder for the PM Power Rankings in the summer and fall of 2021 with two home runs in the NLDS. A blast off Max Scherzer in the NLCS. And, uh, a pearl necklace that was sent to the Hall of Fla- uh, Hall of Fame. A quote that took the city by storm. We are those blankers. Ladies and gentlemen, number one, the top one-year wonder for Atlanta sports, World Series champion Jock Peterson. Now, with this one, Abe, you went Jock. Why not Solaire? Because I went Jock Peterson. Okay, next question. Why not Solaire? I was only going to do, yeah, I thought about it. I was only going to do one guy from that team. Because if you talk about moments, yeah, Jock had the, the, but the moment that everybody talks about from that postseason is when Jorge hit a ball that went to Dallas. But it was after the quote. That was after the quote, right? Yeah, it was after the quote. The pearl necklace, the quote, that started all of it. Uh, And I think, uh, I think obviously the two home runs, some pinch hit action in the NLDS, the big bomb off of Max Scherzer, which kind of changed the NLCS. I had to, I had to go Jock Peterson. I I honestly think, with respect to Solaire, like ten years from now, twelve years from now, people will remember. And I know he had the bomb. I get that. I actually think people will remember Jock Peterson more. Really? Yeah, I think he was more of a persona of that team. I don't know. It's just it's tough with such in a such in a, in the digital age that we live in, where like that one moment and the angles are so iconic. That's the tough part for me. Is where like like as a matter of fact, I saw a tweet last week that was somebody talking about uh, just just a reminder that Jorge Soler did this in in Houston. I don't. Know. I just, I just, when I was thinking about, I was like, ooh, uh oh, ran out of bed, ran out of bed. I don't, I was thinking about like who I wanted, or or I was, what I was really looking at is like, all right, let's look at title teams and try and remember like what was, what mattered. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't have a great recollection for timelines. And I was trying to, was like, was, was, were they here one year or were they here two years? And I was going through it. I looked at Atlanta United's title run. I was like, were they here one year? Were they here two years? I looked up, like, Nagby. Nagby was here two years, and I would have thought maybe Nagby. But that would have been the only one because uh, Miggy was here, what, two years? Yeah, Miggy and Tito Vialba, they were all here yeah. longer. And there were a bunch of guys that were here longer than that. So I, I couldn't go with that. I went to the title team for the Braves. Jock Peterson's the one that jumped out to me more than, more than Solaire. So there you have it. All right, Oren. You are tasked with giving me my next set of topics, which okay. I then need to email to myself. There you go. Uh, you're going to email that to me, actually, because I don't want to try oh, and type Son off. of a gun. I know. It's tough. This is tough work for you to end the break. I know. Um, what is my sports topic? I think I'm hosting on Monday again. So Monday I'll be back. What is my sports topic? I've hung Monday? out with you before at your, 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 your place of living. So I know you have the huge TV set up, yeah. and there's just things that Abe will watch on TV that not a lot of us will watch. Like he 
I sent up a tweet last week, and it was a uh, a tweet about a um, a bed making contest, and Abe was like, "Oh yeah, I already know about this." So your sports one is your favorite non mainstream sports to watch on TV. It has to be something that's not on on the big the big ESPN or Fox, but like something you have to pull up on a stream or a, a, a Twitch or something like that. But your favorite non mainstream sports to watch on TV. Okay, uh, I will get some clarification from you in break, but okay. I can work off of that. What is my non-sports topic for Monday? You need to rank the holidays by the best food they have. So whatever, excuse me, not the individual food. Rank the holidays with the best foods. I'll just tell you right now, that probably takes Passover off the list. <laughs> You know how your matzo pizza? I'll, I, trust me, dude. Matzo pizza maybe gets some consideration. We'll figure that out. But all right, that's what we have for the PM Power Ranks. Next time I do it, but we still have one hour left here on 99 The Game tonight. When we come back, we are going to go outside the perimeter. Got a couple of interesting stories happening, including the start of the MLS season. We'll talk about that and some more when we go outside the perimeter. It's Abe Gordon here hosting live from the Kia Studios on a Wednesday evening. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 